Yo, what's up, guys? How's it going? It's uh, Jamie, Dean, and Kylie coming at you live from all over the world. It's another balmy, beautiful day here in Nelson, man. It's like 30 degrees. It's going to be smoking hot all week. Summer is here, finally. Going to catch up with... Uh, look at that. Look at Dean. Eat your heart out, buddy. Not not the pipes, yeah, the man. tan. Yeah, it's can, man. <laughs> Kylie, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I've had a really great weekend. So I I had uh, a weekend with one of our other coaching buddies, someone that I've only ever met over Zoom. Um, but I've got the luxury of spending some actual quality time with her in person this weekend, went camping, had a bit of a coach off. Um, it was great. It was great. And it just goes to show like the the community and the friendships uh, that we've we've built from something like this, being in a space where you find people that you, you've got that sort of like-mindedness with and you've got that connection with. And um, I mean, look at us, look what we're plugging away and building. So just goes to show you get yourself in the right community, find your right tribe mm. and all bets are off. That, oh. that, that statement, your, your vibe attracts your tribe man when i first heard that i thought it was so woo 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 i even don't even like that word why am i using that but whatever it's um it's so true it's just like what you put out is what you get back and i i i think that's why we met i think that's why we're doing this i think that's why we clicked we were actually saying that like this I, this wouldn't have been possible without like zoom and like how the world just changed in the last year and all this stuff that had to, people had to, we had to open our minds to be able to do this. You know what I mean? Like I, I was never a, a computer savvy network marketer coaching kind of person. I was an industrial mechanic that like wrenched on things. So for me to be in this space is like once in a lifetime thing. So I'm so happy with how everything turned out. Mm. What about you, Dean? Yeah, great weekend on the beach. Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, really nice. And uh, yeah, started the week well. I'm officially an NLP practitioner, which I'm absolutely loving about. So yeah, it's been a good week. It's been a good start. And uh, I've got a feeling it's going to get better and better. So yeah, super chuffed, super happy. Uh, yeah, big shout out to Emily, who... Uh, Oh, and anyone that's just passed their NLP Dina, practitioner. Yeah, there's a few of them. Dina, Tanya, Woo, Kerry, well Kim, Janet, the list goes on. I can't say no. all their names. Amit, who else? <laughs> keep going, keep going. Jeff, John. Who have you forgotten? Uh, all my lovely, I'll tell you I forgot, and she's, sure she's not going to be happy with me, but she you sends me at least one love letter per week at least your favorite stalker my favorite stalker the beautiful and lovely sean art <laughs> congratulations sean art and mr j dog how was your weekend Any uh, updates for us? so i tested out the van for those of you who don't know i sold my house <laughs> Uh, I move out on Friday, and I'm moving into my 1978 Dodge Tradesman, which has been part of my life for the last four years. I'm um, 
the, I was a kiteboard instructor living in Mexico on the beach in my van, and now I've just fallen in love with it. I took it right down to like bare metal and like started building it up and doing different things for it so I can actually work out of it. And yeah, come Friday, I'm out of the house and I'm in the van. So this weekend was like the test voyage to make sure there was no creaks or anything in it. Got the bed thrown in there. The bed is mint. It's probably the most important part of a van is to have a comfortable, safe space to sleep. Like it's the most important thing. The next best thing is going to be I like a steering wheel, but <laughs> oh no 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 no! My van's strong enough; it can just like bang off the sides of the roads. It's all steel. It's not this new plastic. We don't need a steering wheel. A bed, though, um, and then it's also built around like my mountain bike. It is like fitting it in there and on a drawer and stuff. And all of my like gear, like my kiteboarding equipment, my surfboards, like my van is pretty much a garage with a with a bedroom on top of it which is my dream anyways so now it's just on wheels so that was huge this weekend to finally get it to a point where I'm like okay now I can get in it everything else is kind of finishing and adjusting but like all the big stuff is done um now it's moving time it's like come Wednesday I got to be out of here so that's literally today tomorrow and Wednesday so, so how will this sell maybe next Monday our talk is all about the van, you, your story, how you left your job, how you, I think that could be super cool and show people, look, this is real. We're not, we're not just making this up. We're not, you know, we're not pretenders. You know, we have left the rat race. We have left it behind and now we're moving on to partial new and we can show you how we can show you our experience, what we've learned, our mistakes. So I think if you're up here, happy with that guys, I think that would be an amazing episode to see you from the van yeah. somewhere nice. And uh, yeah, just living your life in freedom. Yeah. Give everyone our, my, my history. I think we should do that. Have like one session for each of us where we kind of like delve into like us and like why we are here and why it, well, I'm hanging yeah. out with these two. Maybe, these and maybe we get to ask you some questions, Jamie. Like Dean and I can, like, as you're talking, we can fire out some questions and get you to to answer stuff that be relevant to people that were thinking about doing what you've just done. Yeah, exactly. No, I think I think that's a big thing with like those who are watching us. We've always talked about people resonating with us differently so knowing my story and why i i am where i am could be um awesome i'd love to connect with some of our our viewers and like any questions that i can answer and i can answer a lot of questions i like to chat i like to babble so it'd be amazing i think that's a great idea that's right next week well, it is it's a day it's a day so if we crack on with tonight's uh let's Condry. Condry? Wondering is <laughs> questioning. Is that even a thing? I just made it up. It is now. So do your behaviors help or hinder your success? This is interesting that? because your behaviors can help and can hinder your success. I know behaviors before for me that inhibited what I was doing was was drinking. Like it's, it's a behavior that everyone does in my lifestyle. It was like work hard, play hard, harder. And um, it, it was a huge thing for me. Cause it was like, it, it was what my life revolved around for so long. 
And I know a lot of people in the industry I was in, it was the thing too, because we go out, we go into the middle of nowhere, we're working in these dry camps and these remote areas. And when we came out of there, it was like, we deserve to do this. But now looking back at it, it was, I was just like punishing myself over and over and over again, where now having a more healthy relationship with it, where, you know, it's, it's, my life doesn't revolve around drinking. It's just that now it's, it's a social activity to do where, um, and it, it can be a dangerous slope, but that was definitely inhibiting my, my progress because first of all, it takes a lot of time to go to the pub and sit down with your mates. It's an eight hour commitment. You know what I mean? Like it sounds funny, but it, but it is so time-wise. And then all of a sudden, once I started getting older, it's days to recover off that where like my mind wasn't right and stuff like that. So literally just from that, those two standpoints, it takes a lot of time just to, that now I can spend that time building a business, meeting new people, doing different things. And I am not preaching to like quit drinking or anything like that. I'm just saying for me, it was one of those behaviors that was, that was pulling me back until I kind of stopped and can build a healthy relationship with it again. Then that's what I needed. So mm-hmm. that was a very blatant one for me that was like in my face. What about, uh, what about you? Oh, I think for me, there was a few, there was a few, there was lazy-itis, <laughs> just mm. procrastinating. Ah, 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 ah. What was behind that? You weren't being lazy. No, I was fearful, probably. I was a directionless, lost, stuck. I didn't know who to turn to, where to go. I knew that I, the rat race wasn't for me or working this t- type of life wasn't for me. I was I was meant to be doing something more fulfilling for me. And, yeah, I would say drinking was one of them because it's almost like, yeah, again, like you said, Jamie, time and also feeling shit the next day. I know a lot of mates who are functioning. They can get on it and function the next day at work. No problem. I couldn't. I couldn't. And I'm, what, 33? And I get hangovers now at last days. Yeah. So I think, yeah, there's a few behaviours. I feel lack of belief was huge. Mm -hmm. Thinking that it was meant for someone else, someone more clever, someone more astute, someone who knows what they're doing, someone who was educated, that was a big hang-up. That was a big hang-up for me. I used to believe if you went to university, you were smart. Mm-hmm. And anyone, anyone that didn't was thick, stupid. And I remember growing up and people literally telling that that to me, you know, you didn't go to university, you must be stupid. And that just stuck with me. And I built it, built upon that. And yeah, that's that idea of failure. Like I, I didn't do well at school. I didn't go to university. I, I was never going to amount to anything of anything decent or anything that's going to be um, respected. So those those habits or those beliefs made my habits a certain way. So I was almost like shooting myself in the foot based on the, the beliefs. And so the habits manifested from that and kind of held me back for, for many, many years, many, many years. Mm-hmm. But they, don't, but they don't now. <laughs> no, the 
moment. Right? Yeah, I mean, not too far off of what Dean was just talking about, really. I got into this real bad habit of just thinking, this is it. I go to work. So it was a mindset thing, which probably then led to actual actions, as in I believed I should go to work, pay my mortgage, and that was just life. And there wasn't really much more out there. And I really got into that mindset. And for me, obviously, we're going on to create our own businesses and, and other businesses. And we've got this new word that's coming to our lives in recent months entrepreneur and that wasn't something that was in my vision or where my focus and my thoughts were so it was that real mind shift change mindset change even of shifting my thoughts of I'm not just an employee I don't just have to put up with meh there's mm-hmm. a whole world out there for me to explore and to have an impact in and that I can do some good and that I can have this purpose that I've been looking for and actually it comes in the shape of being an entrepreneur and as I say that that's a word that was not even in my vocabulary so it's that whole identity shift that's how I think of myself now that's how I view the world that's how I view what I want to be doing but that that's something that's taken months to build up to and get to and then then obviously from that comes the actions because obviously previously I was doing nothing about it I was saying similar things to Dean I feel lost I feel stuck I feel trapped I don't know what to do with my life because I'm not happy but I need to pay the mortgage but did nothing about it and then as soon as there was this vision and I was like that's what I want then the actions came, whether they were in perfect action, as in just doing something in order to do it and see some progress or whether the steps that have been well thought out. But I started to work towards what I wanted. Yeah. And that's huge. And when you were saying that, I was thinking that it's like a lot of the people we surround ourselves with too are going to affect that in our behaviors. Like in our work culture, I know that when I was going to work, it was always a bonding experience around negative things. It was like you were always going to the water cooler and talking about, oh, it sucks that it's Monday. We've talked about this stuff before. Or like, you know, it's like, oh, the boss is making me do this. Or, oh, I hate waking up. It's always like humans connecting around negative. Even on the weekend, you'll talk about the negative things that happened at work. And everyone's just like building this. You know, you go to the pub and you're just like, I just need a drink to deal with the week, like the work week. Where it was like, once I started again, connecting with like-minded people, it was very rare that we were like trying to connect over that negative stuff again. Like, like we're trying to like, I know with this little group of us, this little threesome we got going on, it's like, we're, we're coming up with ideas and trying to like move forward and progress. And it's like such a refreshing thing. And then once I started doing this, when I started going back into, I don't know what I'm calling like the real world, but once I started going back in the real world, I started noticing that more with people where it was like, now that I was kind of acting that way, life was kind of getting based more on like positive things. And I found that really interesting how it's, um, I can't remember what the term is, but maybe you can help me with this guys where it's like, what's it when you, um, when say you're driving around or you want, you want a new car, you want like a nice Lamborghini or Honda Civic or whatever you want. And then all of a sudden you get one and you notice all of them driving around. They were always there. But you didn't notice it until you RAS. Yeah. The yeah. reticulator activating system. Mm-hmm. There you go. So it's like once I started 
acting a certain way. Not even that I made myself do it. It's just I started acting that way. I started noticing it more. But when I was being that negative person, I noticed negativity everywhere. So that's something like I'd like to talk about a little bit later on in the future is how like important that is and how that mindset and what you see and how you view things is is what you're going to see more of. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. it's linked to your RAS, your reticulate activated system. And it's like a, a group of nerves. And it's where you're because if you think of it like this, you're absorbing about four million pieces of information a second. So your brain has these internal filters that, that filter them down. So your focus is so much fixated on such a point that everything else around gets deleted, distorted, or generalized. You know, you know this when you walk down the same street where you live and you'll see different things that you've never noticed before. Why is that? Because your attention is its only a window, right? Because your brain would crash like a computer. So, yeah, that's that's super interesting. And the science behind it is actually called uh, neuroplasticity. Mm-hmm. So if, you're, if you focus on the negative, you build a behavior or pattern based on that. So you're only going to build upon the negativity. So you're training your brain to think in that way over and over again until it becomes your norm. And what's interesting, what you're saying is about the the people you hang around with. People love to moan because it's an escape. It's far easier complaining and moaning and whinging because you know you don't have to do anything about it. Because Mm -hmm. if you do something about it, there's nothing to moan and talk about. So imagine at work, if everyone done something about the whinge in the moaning and put action in place, they don't have nothing to talk about. But it's mm. easy, right? It's easy to talk about the negatives. It's easy to moan and whinge and talk about him or her and the company because it's easy. It's an escape. It, it detracts the attention away from what you should be focusing on, which is the Holy. hard part. But yeah, the crazy thing you said there that there'd be nothing to talk about that's that's not true that's, mm. that's what people think but yeah. if you took care of all these negatives and stuff then that would breed like give you room to think about things that are better or to move the whole business up or to move things forward instead of like it, it was really weird when you said they'd have nothing else well, to talk about that really triggered me i was mm. literally thinking as dean said that imagine all gathering in the kitchen and whatever's the beef whatever's the problem with work or the workplace at that point in time imagine if someone went so how do we solve it how do we find (laughs) how do we find a solution for this what obstacles do we need to think about to get over this what resources have we got around us at the moment to do something about this there would be plenty to talk about yeah because then the ideas would flow and people would chime in and and I I read a, a study not so long ago that was, I won't bore everyone with it now, but it was about community and the, our behaviours as human beings. And the upshot of it is if you put a bunch of people together and they start talking about their problems, human nature is that you're going to want to solve those problems. Mm. And imagine applying that kind of language that kind of mindset that kind of structure at work how can we solve this what can we do about it what have we got around us without even necessarily having to step out of these walls to solve this yeah but yeah. what's interesting is There's what you're saying is that it's it, 
it's human nature to a degree, but it's it's not in our nature. It's in our culture, right? Because, as you said, our nature as humans is to work together as a collective. It's engineered into us. It's in our makeup. Yet somehow that's overridden by the culture, the environment, and then that affects our behaviour. So if we if we work in a, a working culture that's positive, happy, you know, some things are going to go tits up, but it's how you, you react to those moments rather Completely. than, you know, the moment itself. If you're in that kind of culture, you're going to see so many different results and positive improvements compared to a culture which is the opposite, which kind of witch hunting, you've done this, you've done that, he's done this, he's useless. And ultimately... It boils down to, and I think this is what took me a, a while to get my head around. You are not your behavior. Your behavior is based on a state of mind that you're currently in. And that is not permanent. That can change. You know, I can come into work one day being very happy. And if, uh, as a result, I'm efficient. I'm kind of bubbly. I'm chatty. I'm laughing. I'm joking. The next day I come in. And, you know, something's happened and my state of mind is not where it was yesterday. And my behaviours and my way of working is going to change because of that. But that doesn't mean I've had a, a personality transplant overnight. It just means the, the state of mind I'm in is influencing and changing my behaviour, which is having an impact on my end result. Do, do you believe... This is an interesting thing that sometimes people, okay, let's start here. Sometimes people are always like, you can change your mindset, you can change your behavior, you can change all this stuff. But do you think that in some instances, we as humans need to just like sit in that feeling without trying to make the change? I wouldn't say like for long periods of time, but say like you said yesterday, you were happy, bubbly, mm. go lucky, whatever. Something happened to you and you put you in this mood yeah to just sit in that mood and actually like connect with it and be like why am i here why am i feeling this way rather than trying to be like okay i'm just gonna like push this away and i'm gonna like pretend i'm in a good mood yeah um yeah i'm all for processing the moment and processing mm -hmm. your feelings so that they're dealt right and dealt with correctly and there's nothing lingering from a situation because i think we would all agree that it's probably feelings and emotions that we've had thoughts that we've had that have gone unprocessed and that we've not dealt with in a positive or a constructive manner that then leave us with things that hold us back so I'm all about processing something and trying mm. to understand it and accept it but I think you used the key term at the beginning Jamie don't stay in that state it's like a, mm -hmm. it's a pro it's a process how did you learn to process, Kylie? Like, how did you learn to process those, those thoughts and those feelings? Do you think it's something that we naturally inherit or did you have to learn how to do it? And when, when was it? I think prior to coaching and even my own therapy and co personal coaching, I had always been someone, not saying that this is a right way, but this is how I deal with it. I was always someone that if something had happened, I'd take myself off for a few days, think about what happened, think about how I was going to deal with it, 
and what the best outcome could be for you know in terms of up here like to deal with this and try and figure out my way I mean obviously now with where we've been I would ask myself particular questions if a certain situation came up and certain thought patterns were happening that were not very helpful and were quite negative and putting me into a, a low mood I mean something silly is is this thought serving me like is this particular action serving me so I'd obviously ask myself more poignant questions now than I had previously but I had always been someone that had taken a situation and thought how am I going to deal with this and how do I not let this you know, ruin my life or be too dramatic or, you know, or something? How do I process this so that I can move forward? But... Mm -hmm. hmm. Interesting. And Dean, did you, is there a point when you learned how to deal with emotions or how did you used to deal with them? Have you figured it out now? Like, hmm, I, I feel that through coaching, I've actually, I'm, I'm in a far better place. I would say my emotional intelligence has improved because I feel that was one area of my life that was quite lacking in the sense um, I was quite internal, suppressing emotions, bottling things up. And there's still a lot of room for improvement. Absolutely. I, I don't, I don't sit here and say that that's finished and done and dusted, but I feel that I think the most powerful thing I learned is I, I love the word process. I think Kylie's, hit the nail on the head there and to sit in it and not to get stuck in it just to kind of process it um see it from different angles um but what i do is i one one thing is i i try and change my state so if it's heavy and i'm thinking in a in a dark way i change my state if that's music if that's jumping up and down if that's going for a run or whatever just to get out of it snap out of it because if i'm thinking in those terms i'm probably seeing cloudy judgment and it's it's, it's not healthy so what i do is i, I concentrate on the triad and that's self-talk imagination and body posture so i i change those and manipulate those and that's the first thing I ask myself. I get out of the state by jumping around, doing something different. I then examine what I'm telling myself. And that's probably half of the problem right there. I, I'm probably seeing things in a, in a way that's defeatist, pessimistic. I'm maybe missing, I'm deleting and distorting things that are not happening. <laughs> I'm generalizing. And then I, I look at... Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of, yeah, tie my imagination up. So I tie it to the fence. <laughs> I, I stop that in its tracks. I, I examine the way I'm talk, talking to myself and examine that. And I change my body posture. Not that I suppress it, but I try and see it in a different state. So I, I, I'm kind of more clear and less biases. Well, less mm. bias, I say, yeah. Sounds like a lot of work. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what about you, Jamie? So with, with me, what I've realized is I don't have it figured out yet. I'm right now in this point of my life, I'm feeling like really good. But what I do notice, um, especially over the last six months or so, coaching didn't really give me, how do I say this? It made me really aware of how I wasn't dealing with my issues and stuff like that. It was like stopping asking questions and it really, 
they said this when we were like getting into the classes and some of the people that I talked to that it was going to like, it was going to change you, open you up, kind of break you down, stuff like this. And I, I didn't believe it. And even when it was happening, I, I still wasn't like aware of it until after where I was like, I don't deal with my problems. And I, I didn't, you know, even when it was like, I'm not asking myself the questions. And it's like, even I'd go and I'm like, okay, I got to get out of the house. I got to go for a mountain bike ride. I'd go for one in the moment of the mountain bike ride. I'd feel great. I'd come back. As soon as those endorphins wore off, I was right back to that same state. And for me, it takes so much like repetition to like for things to sink in. Like that's how I learn anything. It's just got to be repetition. So all I know is I know when I'm in a good state and I know when I'm not but still unlocking that key for me to change my state or behavior is um, it's still a work in progress and uh, things like body posture and all that. I think it's like, just because I'm sitting like this and like up and like active, it's so much better than sitting like this, but it's like, it's not that you're changed instantly. It's giving, it's giving me that time and that space to like, let my body be like, do I want to feel like this or do I want to feel like this? And then that's like the start of it. Um, it's such, it's such a huge realm to try and figure myself out. And it's like, it's a never ending road, but I, what I want to do is when I'm in these states is give myself space to like ask myself questions. And that's still something that it's like, I want to knack with. Like, I want to figure it out. But, um, yeah, I mean, exercise and stuff like that is definitely how I try to, like, change my mood. Um, just get out in nature. Just get outside. Just, like, breathe. That That's it. The one thing I've always told myself is whenever I'm feeling a certain way, stop and breathe, which is so frustrating to me because it seems like it's so simple. Just stop and take three deep breaths. And it's not, it's not, it's so hard to like remember to do it. It's so hard to take that even, okay, right now, the three of us, let's take three deep breaths. Wow. Oh, shit. <laughs> but, it but it also mm. stops the train of thought that you're yeah. in and gives mm. you just even if it's just like 10 or 15 seconds but 10 15 mm. seconds of calm and potentially then maybe a little bit of clarity or at least you can go back to picking up the thought but in a different mm. state totally. yeah and that that breathing right there is exactly what I want to do. And I felt that made me feel so good. Like it was so funny because I like started breathing and I opened my eyes and saw you guys with your eyes closed and you were doing it. I'm like, oh, you guys are actually doing it. And then it, it's those three breaths seem like the longest breaths of my life because it's like something that I'm not used to doing. Like there's people are watching us and all we're doing is sitting there breathing. Like, what are you doing? This is this is crazy, you know? And but it's more it's than so, that. Oh, it's so powerful, though. Like, yeah, it was it was really cool. I feel like 
it's something that's underutilized. Like if you're in an argument, if you're getting heated, if anything happens, imagine if those two people just stopped and took three breaths together. Yeah, That's it. Regardless, after that, if you want to continue arguing, well, then that's what you do. But you've given yourself that space. You've given yourself that time. Um, and it's, it's amazing. And like the study of breath work, I've only like seen touches of it, but it's probably one of the most oh, powerful nice. things we can do as human mm -hmm. beings is to like yeah. breathe. So yeah. maybe but maybe in the future we can talk to like an expert about that because I'd love to like my get flat into that makes, My flatmate does breath work. Oh, look at him with the end. Get her on. Guys, I, I know what I meant. I was going to ask you. Talking about this and talking about behaviors, and I think I touched upon it earlier and said to Dean a little bit, but how have your thoughts about your identity changed, for example, in the last six months? And how much of an impact has your identity and what you think about that had on? your now success or the actions that you're currently taking like what's what's been the trajectory for that Go massive. massive chalk and cheese night and day it's been and i think that's why i'm so fascinated with mindset because all it takes is subtle shifts and you're seeing the world in such a different light it's almost like going from cassette player to 4K HD. Like, <laughs> it's like that. Like, and I, it sounds dramatic, but... No, it doesn't. But it's like, because, like, there's no fuzz, there's no, like, interference, everyone's clear. I'm seeing things in the background that I wasn't seeing before. You know, I'm seeing more detail, and I think that's where the key lies, the detail because I wasn't seeing things. I, I didn't see opportunities. I just saw pitfalls. Whereas now I see opportunities everywhere, everywhere I look, the people I talk to, and I don't mean opportunities as in, you know, a quick fix. I mean, opportunities as ways to maybe network with people, you know, improve my life, improve other lives, you know? So for me, that, that mindset and developing that and, yeah, it's really changed the way I see the world and how I how I feel, how I think, and that obviously has a a, a knock on effect to my actions, you know. And then yeah, the no, results completely. come from the actions. So, changing the way you feel and the way you think is essential to change the result and the action, or the action and result. So for me, it's it's something. If you're in a, in a place that's not working for you, you feel stuck, you feel trapped or not happy, have a look at your mindset because that's where that's where the it starts for me. That identity was huge for me. Going from thinking mm -hmm. myself as a corporate number mm -hmm. to thinking myself, thinking of myself as someone that was a coach, a speaker an entrepreneur that's where the action happened because while I was just thinking of myself as this corporate number that was just a great big just just one little number in this great big world and that I kind of meant nothing I wasn't doing anything I wasn't taking any action I wasn't trying to push myself I wasn't trying to set any challenges or goals 
I wasn't trying to get out of my comfort zone and see what my capabilities were and push myself a little bit more. That all came with having a change of identity and thinking of myself in a different light. I was like, well, if if this is who I am, then I need to do something about that. I need to put myself in situations that I wouldn't normally do. I, want, I need to be doing things that I wouldn't normally be doing. I need to test my capabilities and, and see if there is any limit. Apparently there's not. But it and it and that for me, that was the biggest kind of mindset change was that identity. What about you, J Dog? Um, my biggest thing with my identity before is when I was in the industry I was in before, I remember sitting and looking around and being like, these are not my people. I do not belong here. And that was all I really knew. I just like, it was always just this feeling of like, I don't belong. I don't belong here. This is not my place. Um, then it wasn't, it wasn't until I realized that a lot of my life, I really cared a lot about what other people thought. And I was always doing things to make other people happy. And in that process, I wasn't doing the things I truly needed to do to make myself happy. And it's just still this, this, um, this thing I'm learning a lot about. Um, and they always say it, they're like, you know, like, stop trying to make other people happy, just like do it for yourself. But like, there's this part of me that like, how I grew up was like, well, that's selfish. That's selfish, then if you're just thinking about yourself. But now it's this mindset that it's like, if you make yourself truly happy and you're doing it for yourself, then in essence, when you're happy, others will be happy to be around you. And so in that context, it's not a selfish thing. And so with my identity right now, what I'm learning is to try and try and let go of those old thoughts. And it's even come up with this van. When I started building this van, it was like my thoughts were, what are other people going to think of? What do other people want to see when they look in here? What do other people want? And it it delayed my progress a lot because I was always struggling between what I want and then how I, how can I do it so other people will really like it. And once I let go of that and was like, uh-uh, I'm doing what I want, how I want it, everything started flowing. Everything started feeling so much better. And I'm at the point now where what I've done, I love because I did it for me. I did that whole thing for me. And it was funny because it was actually my, it was actually my, my dad. I was talking to him. I was telling him what I was planning to do with the van. And he said, he said, Jamie, I'm going to give you one piece of advice. Don't build anything for anybody else. Do it for yourself because nobody's going to see the value in it that you do. And there's been a couple words of wisdom from my uh, my dad before, but this one really, really stuck with me. And it's really true to like identity and me being like, yeah, like that van that when people look inside it, they're seeing me. That's what they're seeing. They're not seeing me trying to be or do something for somebody else. So this this project I'm doing is more than just just somewhere to hang out and live for now. It's just me kind of like reinventing myself and doing things for for me. So um, yeah, and that's, that's where I'm at right now. It's gonna be you're gonna show the lifestyle. You're gonna show the identity. You're gonna reveal it's gonna be all. Jamie Fest. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it's and it's totally it's it's and the thing is 
this is the start of the journey. It's so funny because it's like every every point along the way, it's like it's just starting. It's just starting, you know. And it's it's so exciting to think about it that way. But yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, maybe an hour special. An hour long special with Jacob. Mm-hmm. But uh, will while- you be sharing your toolbox? <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting for the hammers and the toolbox to come back out. For those who want to see the toolbox, I will Woo-hoo. be showing the toolbox. Wow. Okay. Wow. Well, there's yep. an offer wow. that you can't I think miss. Right. I'll be bearing it all. This is how we break the internet. Yeah. Hopefully. I know I love it. With a van know? wash, a VIP <laughs> van wash after. <laughs> Soap and sponges. <laughs> Soaps and suds. <laughs> You can always count on Dean, guys. You can always <laughs> count on Dean. Good crap. You know what we should do? We should build what? a little bit of hype, dangle a little bit of a carrot. We can't tell you what. Mm. But watch this space, guys, because there's been some very cool, awesome developments with the Freedom Coaches in the last mm. week. Massive. And if you want to know more, because obviously you do, you're going to have to tune in over the next couple of weeks while we like drop some little nuggets. Yeah, totally. And on that, I don't know if we've actually ever come out and said that like we are the Freedom Coaches. <laughs> we are the Freedom Dean, Coaches. Kylie and Jamie, we we met about six months ago and we <laughs> built this, and we call it the Freedom Coaches, which is a play obviously on the word freedom, which I love, but it's just it fits um dean's dean's done our logo like done a phenomenal job it's gone through some growing pains uh, <laughs> together yeah. uh the birds kind of flew the coop but um but we're yeah, very we're happy done. we're very happy with our current logo it's uh i think it's great yeah so but for those those people who are just like watching us and like what's up with these three it's like this is what we this is this is us we're like building a business together we're like communicating we're talking we want to like you know share share our lives and like our experiences with people and share our knowledge and hopefully um you know well i think it's actually quite poignant because we've been talking about a little well not outrightly but we talk spoke a little bit about identity today Mm. and i would say as the freedom coaches we took a great big jump with identity this week stay tuned stay tuned Mm -hmm. awesome so exciting um so yeah next week it's a big uh me episode i love how you're like we're gonna do an hour-long special i'm like oh so 15 minutes longer than our usual one (laughs) yeah before before we go i think to to say goodbye for the last time you're going to be live in your house i think you should do a lap of honor a lap of honor yeah you you want to just run around the house yeah walk around the house just you know (laughs) this is the last time you're gonna see jamie you're gonna see jamie's Ah, this is this is it the memory the last time no more walls people no more walls no more walls this is it he's gonna be he's gonna be the face of freedom What's the fondest memory in that house, if you can say it after the walk? <laughs> um, 
there, there's a lot of fond fond memories, but um, it's actually it's actually not going to be what you guys think. That the reason why I love this house so much is um, it's because of like the it's because of this point right now. It's because of like the fact that I. It's going to sound shitty, but it was a great investment. And now that I've made it to this point, it's allowing me this freedom. And this this is what I've actually dreamed of. It's pretty crazy to think, but this moment of me moving out of my house and like finally having like a smart investment in my life that just like worked out and everything went. I didn't see this coming like this, but it, it's it's been there. And um, that... I mean, you. I know what you wanted to hear, and there are some amazing stories that came out of this house. But the fact that, like, I got here and like I did it. And here's a quick, 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 quick story for the end. I was working once, and um, I had to get a bunch of documents signed from the bank and some stuff printed out, and they screwed up. And there was half a million dollars deposited into my bank account, and I looked at it, and I was like what do I do? So I kept it for like three months and I talked to some lawyers and stuff and they're like, listen, if you don't give it back and you get caught, like you're going to jail kind of thing. So I'm like, okay. I went and I like gave it back and I went to the bank and I'm like, yeah, I think there's been a mess up with my account. So the girl goes and she looks at it and she's gone for like 15 minutes. And then she comes back. This kills me. She's like, are you sure? At that point, I think it was the universe being like, leave you've like deserved this money but i was like no 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 like i'm sure so they took it all back and who knows where it went they didn't let me keep the interest or anything and i was and someone they're like you should feel so good right now like you did a good job and honestly i feel like this moment right now is like my payback for that yeah. <laughs> for me like doing good it's like the universe being like we had to teach you some lessons around the way but here you go you like this you is, made it that's what i feel now, yeah so. congratulations man to live that life of freedom to live on your terms is uh yeah a role model now no, well it feels you were before but in a sense that this is you're going to inspire a lot of people because i i talk to people i spoke to people today about you and i i mentioned what you're doing and people are like so wow. many people want to do this so many people so the, the exciting thing about this is I'm going to show, I'm going to show people how to do it because everyone I speak to, they're like, you're living my dream. And I'm like, this is so attainable. It's mm -hmm. unbelievable. This yeah. is so attainable. So I'm and super excited. And especially after this year, I think people more than ever have realized what freedom or living life on their terms or thinking outside of what society expects from us. I think actually this year, especially has given people food for thought like that. So Jamie, mm -hmm. you're like, you're the face of it. You're like, look, I wanted it. I made it happen. I'm doing it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. on to pastures new. Woo. Excited for you, brother. Well done. Yes. Cool. Really, awesome. really amazing. So Sick. and next week we're gonna find out the I wanted to say nuts and bolts of it all, but I'm gonna speak the bits and bites. <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah, we'll we'll dive in and get get the nooks and crannies. Down. Nooks and crannies. You want to see all the nooks and crannies, Kylie? Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, next week, tune in. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be amazing. Awesome.
Okay, guys. All right, guys. I think that wraps it up, no? I think it does, oh, yeah. It's been a wicked one, as okay. always. Sweet. Okay. Okay, no, guys. We'll see you, see you later. Week. Be good. Bye-bye.